Welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, the Executive Director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce and the Director of Greenville Smart. With me today, as always, our producer, Deloitte Cole. Merry Christmas. Executive Director of Greenville Smart, Breck Nelson. Hello, Elaine. And our guest today, Danera Moore. Welcome, Danera. Yeah, thank you. Thanks Denera. for having me. Well, yeah, it's about time. I don't know why. It is about time. I don't know why. I felt left out. I... I don't know why you weren't our, our first guest. I, I I don't know. I'll forgive you. Well, I will tell you. I, I We just mentioned a little bit. Our very first podcast, I don't think we could have fit one more person in that box that we were in. <laughs> That's true. It was very strange. I was afraid someone was going to seal it up and ship us somewhere else because it was a tight fit in a dark room. And I think we had thank one. You, thank you, Deloitte. Thank for you, Deloitte. For, for getting us out of there. That sounds yeah. like Deloitte, no though. A small, yeah. dark room. A small, dark yeah. room. And I He's think. He's like crafting. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's how you get things done. <laughs> we had one, one microphone working um, yeah. that day, but we made it, we made it happen. Um, before, should I just dispel the latest rumor, Greenville rumor, before we move on? Yes. You want me to? Okay. Good. I'm going to do this. I'll try to be brief. Denera, you're okay. It's you're okay. It's the whole Randolph Mantooth situation. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> for those of you who don't know who Randolph Mantooth is, well, Google him for crying out loud because he's he's on there. But he was on a '70s show called Emergency, and uh, part of my job with the Greenville Chamber is to uh, get things ready for the Greenville Car Show. So I oftentimes will uh, troll uh, '70s celebrities um, <laughs> with the excuse that it's for my job. Um, but I have to find out how much booking fees are, et cetera. And so I thought, oh, well, I had a crush on Randolph Mantooth and the age of five. What's, what's he doing these days? And is he still available? I don't know. So I got online. You have to fill out a form uh, to get the information. And so I did. Uh, next day, I believe his agent left a message for me, but I did not have time to get back to it. Meanwhile, apparently Randolph Mantooth is on Facebook telling people that he's going to be in Greenville, Illinois in June. I just want to tell you that is um, that has not, not been confirmed. I don't even know what the cost is. So get it out of your heads. Although I know I just probably put it in there. You probably didn't even hear anything about it. But <laughs> if you had, forget about it. Except it is part of your wildest dream. It is. Right? It is part of, my wildest dreams may be coming true. Because I'm on Randolph Mantu's radar. Which is kind of a big deal. Like, that's a big deal. <laughs> it, it kind I, of is. I was doing some Googling as we were talking because I was convinced Mantooth was a stage name. Yeah. Turns out he did change his name from Randy to Randolph yes. as a stage name. But Mantooth was given at birth. I believe that's he's his last Native name. American. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think that's where it comes from. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, apparently... Random facts today. Random facts from <laughs> Elaine. So there's more to that story, but that's enough. That's all you need to know, that um, nothing's been confirmed. There are other people in the running. There are bands in the running, et cetera, and we'll get to that at a later date. We're going to talk to Denera today. Oh, Denera, wonderful. before we get into Panther Preferred and Experience First is what uh-huh. we want to talk about, oh. um, okay, could okay. you tell us what is your title these days? Title? Title. Okay. So I can answer this one. Okay. Um, I am the director of strategic design. Nice. I am the director of experience first. Excellent. I am the director of Panther Scholars. I like that. <laughs> and I'm a business faculty. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's been 
Yeah. How what? do you think? What titles are left? I mean, we could. I don't. Could, I don't know. A few more. Come on. If you can, add, <laughs> well, and then if you add so many director titles, like, do you get an upgrade at some point? You really should. Like, you get like, three, get one free. Well, like you know, yeah. Or be like becoming, you know, you get to be so high in rank yeah, as a it's colonel, like you, then eventually you're yeah, a general. I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how that works. Either. I don't either. But yeah, so so that's that's my title. Um, but I certainly do all kinds of stuff. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it's fun. Very busy. Very busy. It's because I get bored. Yeah. It's because I get bored. I have a very. I can see that. I have a very active imagination, active mind. <laughs> so I got to keep I, myself busy. I. And that's probably a uh, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps you out of trouble. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we recently wrapped up, or maybe you're still wrapping up, because you kind of handle the beginning and the end and right. parts in the middle of experience first. Um, can you ex- uh, first of all explain what it is and how it got started? Experience first. Yes. All right. Uh, so. We started it actually, so this was our eighth semester, which is insane to think about. Um, and it started really out of a desire to make sure that what we were offering students at Greenville was really worth their money. And um, and noticing also the change in students and how they're wanting to consume education. Um, they're much more hands-on. They desire experiential learning, and they want contact with real people with real jobs. And so we started with just two projects initially as sort of a pilot, and then um, we've grown into, you know, last semester I had 11 projects, which was almost too many. <laughs> um, but uh, it's been really incredible to see it build, to see it become successful, and to me, the rewarding part is, you know, at the end of the semester, I, I get the evaluations back. I get comments from the students and just getting their feedback in what was valuable to them, what they learned um, this semester, early feedback from them. Um, one of the top things that they say they learned from this experience was how important it is to network. And I thought that was really interesting that this is the first semester that that particular uh learning item has kind of peaked it's always been an option but this semester it just really helped them understand how they need to connect how they need to work together and how they need to network how important that is um, as they look toward their future yeah very important you know it's one of those things I think when we were going through um, our college experiences or or, you know even if we didn't go to college we didn't know we didn't know that we didn't learn that till later on in life you know and I think that's excellent that they're that group is getting it at such a, a young age. Yeah, and they were they were just a great group. Uh, we had 25 students participating, and, um, you know, I think they did fantastic. But for me, the, the big thing is at the, end of, at the end of a semester, regardless of how their project turned out or how far they got, um, and, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a teacher, so this is kind of my bag, but I want to see how much they transformed. I want to see them understand something that they didn't understand before, and particularly the confidence that they gain when mastering something or when uh, being exposed to something they haven't before. Maybe they were afraid, and then now all of a sudden they're not as afraid. So those are the little things that make me confident about sending them out, graduating them and saying like, okay, these are good people and they have skills they can use. And so, um, 
that makes me feel like I'm doing my job. Uh, Daenerys, could you explain to people who don't know, understand what experience first kind of process the students go through or sure. the project? Sure. So at, at Greenville University, we have a senior capstone that all students have to complete. And it sort of helps us um, assess them one last time to say like, okay, are they ready to graduate? It also lets us uh, understand more what students need if if we need to change this sort of teaching or that. And anyway, it's a very, very helpful tool for us, but for them, um, they're all required to take it. It's interdisciplinary, which means that they have to work with students they've never worked with before or students who are studying in degree areas that are very different from theirs. And so for us, Experience First is an option that they can um, sort of volunteer to, to take as their capstone course. And the students, to get into Experience First, they have to fill out an application and that asks all sorts of questions and they have to take certain little tests and, um, I, you know, it, it takes some time for them to complete. And then they all have to come for an interview where they're interviewed by various professors and Experience First project managers. And uh, from there, we put them in teams and we partner them with external partners. That's the real distinctive with Experience First project-wise is that the addition of an external partner is what really raises the stakes. So whether it's Rural King, whether it's um, Age Smart, whether it's the Bond County Senior Center, it doesn't matter uh, what it is, that external voice, um, it applies the pressure on them. And so they, they have to rise to the occasion or they fall flat on their face. I, I would say 99% of the time they rise to the occasion. And that's our expectation of them. Yeah. I know um, uh, Breck and myself have, have been project managers uh, yeah. the past couple of semesters. Uh, we're not always able to get too involved because of life, basically. Sure. But you do get gr these they, you know, that, like you said, they rise to the occasion, uh, self-starters. It's pretty impressive to mm -hmm. see. But what I noticed about both groups I was involved with, you talk about how different they are. They come together, they start. A lot of times they don't know each other at all. Right, right. At all. And they're all different. They're coming from different, um, sometimes different countries. Yes. Different, uh, some are city, some are country, some, are, you know, all different uh, majors, like you mentioned. And then they're always a little quiet, a little standoffish mm -hmm. to each other at first. By the end of it, especially this semester, they're all like, hey, it's been so much fun, you know, that you can see the closeness that they've all yes. they've all achieved. And it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. Oh, it's amazing. That's my personal favorite part. And that's part of our methodology. Um, one of the things that stretches students to the point where they will sort of surrender all of their preconceived notions or like let exactly. down their walls or whatever it is, is you put them in groups of people they don't know. Yeah, You get to pick their groups. And I go through an extensive process trying to make sure that I match just the right personalities, just the right skill sets. And so you have groups at one group I had a couple years ago. I just, I called them the breakfast club because they literally, <laughs> I took a picture of them at the end posed as the breakfast club, like movie yeah. cover because they were just so wildly different and some had never even seen each other. And then by the end, they, 
they've discovered this friendship they didn't know they could have. So I think we often underestimate the social pressure that comes as a college student, especially at a university this size, because you do walk in the dining commons and you do see everybody and everybody sees you. And, you know, you kind of have to pick where you sit, who you sit with and when you go. And and so those those social constructs are really still important and very present. So just letting, you know, letting the the random weird digital media kid that hangs out with Deloy all day. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Deloy. No. Wow. The, the coder kids that sit in dark rooms all day oh, and then wow. and you pair them with a biology major who is on the fast track to becoming a, an A plus doctor to then the audio engineer who just spent the past 24 hours in the studio you could not get any more different, any more different perspective. And yet when they come together and they understand how they can collaborate and utilize those skills, some really incredible things happen. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And it's amazing how they uh, learn to rely on each other and and encourage each other. And I think it really does prepare them for life after college because you, you get into a work environment it's going to be like that. You're not exactly. going to be just like the person next to you, probably. You're not going to be right. from the same uh, family dynamic or, right. uh, you know, social background. Right. You know. Well, my experience, Denaire, I think you hit it when you take a, a digital media student and a biology student or audio engineering. and They learn that their skill sets that they've learned don't just apply in their particular area of right. study. There's a lot of the cross-learning. They're transferable. And it's mm-hmm. you just kind of see their, they open up to like, possibilities that, oh, can, yes. that can happen. And yes. Um, and I I love that, And but it's their senior year. I, so what's the thought about getting them sooner so we can develop some of those right. You know, right. N- new exploratory ideas they may have? Yeah. I For a couple of years, I began to really look at like, okay, so we can do really amazing things in, in a semester, but what would be possible if we actually just started with them as freshmen? And I kept saying, like, I need them earlier. We need to get them earlier. Um, we know this piece works, but what about other pieces? And as part of that, um, the benefit that we had was Greenville was starting uh, a Panther Preferred Scholarship. So a scholarship based on character and service, but also really looking for students who are out getting involved in their communities and students who might have a propensity to enjoy hands-on learning and experiential learning. And so this year, uh, Breck, myself, and our Dean of Students, Ross Baker, we, we taught the very first sections of our Panther Preferred Scholars. Um, so the Panther Scholars are students who received the Panther Preferred Scholarship and now are freshmen. And we had 61 freshmen and we had 20, 20 transfers, I believe. Um, and it was just fun. It was fun. They, they, these students are amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I mean, we met with them yesterday for the last time. Ross cooked pancakes because he gets up early. I don't get that. <laughs> I, I will never understand. I was like, Ross, what is the difference between me and you? Like, why do you have energy to do this? But then I remembered he has a bunch of little kids. So it's like they get up early. He gets up early. Right. He's used to it. Um, But, yeah, we were with them yesterday and we were able to kind of thank them and also communicate 
what we've been hearing across campus, which is that cohort, this mass sort of group of students, they've really changed how campus feels. It's different. Um, you know, their last assignment for us is they had to record a video. So in the application process for Panther Preferred, they all have to record a video. Okay. And in that video, they they talk about who they are. They talk about um, character and service and different things that they're involved in, why they want to become a Greenville student. And so we decided to do a follow-up to that video and sort of ask them things like, what would you tell your future self? What did you learn about yourself? And I mean, the videos were just, number one, they're adorable and, <laughs> and really, some of them are really funny. Um, I'm always amazed at where they choose to video themselves. Like, like the weirdest, like literally, I'm in the hallway. Like, okay, all right, that's fine. It's just, it's funny. It would probably drive Deloitte crazy, but that's okay. Yeah, he's shaking his head yes. Um, but we asked them to reflect on their first semester and what they were come on brad <laughs> jeez gosh keep going he's so important he has his interrupting watch on i turned it off that's what i call i i watches interrupting watches um because it's so true everyone thinks they're stealthy looking at them but you know there's the awkward like wrist turn and the weird looking down anyway um so the the answers we got back were at least for for my section of students were just incredible and you know some of the students that you watch you know they come in and they're guarded and they're quiet or you kind of sense maybe they're more uncomfortable than others and then then they're giving you at the end this really incredible reflection about how much they've learned and grown and it's it's awesome i i know i really um enjoyed the semester with them uh and just to mix the class up constantly, you get to do a lot mm -hmm. of fun things with them, and just to see the growth at the end uh, in a, in one semester. You know, I can't yeah. wait to see now when they become seniors yep. and go into an experience first or yeah. or type program. I think we'll see a huge difference. Yeah, I, I really do. And the one thing that was compelling to me, watching them reflect, is in almost every case, they all reported how much they'd grown closer to, to God and how much more they understood about their relationship with God and what that meant. And I thought like, that's, that's great. That's awesome because that's part of, that's part of what we hope for them here, that they would understand their journey a little more, that they'd be able to evaluate that and reflect on that. And so I've already seen that for sure. It was great. Could um, both of you Give an example of the types of assignments, um, things that you've done in that class, sure. because I find it very interesting and it, it, something that's completely unique. Sure. So part of what we did this semester, um, I, I can give one example and you can give an example. Um, I spent so much time with them. And this is like my claim to fame is that I teach handshakes. But I mean, it's really it is something. So I would make them line up. This one, it was still warm outside. So we'd line up in rows. You got to have someone in front of you. And then we'd, sh you know, you'd shake hands and then they'd have to like step. And then we'd go around a circle and we'd do these drills sort of. And then I would add things. So I would add like, okay, now say, hi, my name is, you know, and then shake hands at the same time. And then by the end, the exercise was that they would 
do a proper introduction of themselves. The person would introduce themselves back. They would shake hands. And then I added a whole thing where they would introduce the person next to them to the person in front of them. It got complicated. So like the the step, <laughs> the stepping and going in a circle stopped working quite as well at that point. But um, it was interesting because at our common day of learning, we actually had our freshmen present and one of the faculty asked one of the freshmen, so you said you learned handshakes, like, okay, tell me what you learned. And uh, this young lady, you know, she got very technical and she was like, okay, well, put your hand out straight. You have to go web to web with the other person. <laughs> you know, don't do the weird finger in the middle of somebody's wrist. And, um, but that's some of the, the things that they actually enjoyed because, you know, I, I'm always amazed, but it's just true that students don't have those little skills anymore. It's things we take for granted. Yes. At growing up in a different time Very that we so. assume they know how to do or that they do. And I know having uh, children who are, are one college age and one just about to be, and they'll say, well, you never told me that. And right. I think, I didn't think I had to tell you that. Right. But you, you know, it's important. That's right. something that shows someone else the confidence yes. and it shows respect. And it, it's really a little thing, yes. but it's huge. Oh, it is huge because, and in that thing in particular, it doesn't matter what you're studying. It doesn't matter no. who you are. If you're able to look somebody in the eye, to shake their hand and introduce mm -hmm. yourself, that's huge. That could be the difference on you getting the job it is. versus someone else. I mean, it literally mm -hmm. is. It literally is. Now, Breck, you had some really creative assignments. One assignment we we did in the beginning was, well, we have the Title IX, which is teaches, teaches students um, how to properly... I don't know what I want to say. Well, proper and proper touch, things like this. Is it's about, I mean, it's really about sexual misconduct. Uh, yes. That's which can be, by the way, which why I love this assignment is because talking and teaching students about the legalities and also the realities of sexual misconduct can be awkward. It can also be really dry. Mm-hmm. Until Breck Nelson shows up. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that, could be, that could go really bad. Uh, but so along with that, they also have to sign a lifestyle statement here because we are a Christian university and we have morals and that we want to hold to. And part of the assignment was to write their understandings of these papers, um, documents. And instead of writing that, which is a boring, stiff assignment, I took C.S. Lewis's book, Screw Tape Letters, where screw tape is a chief demon who's writing to a junior demon named Wormwood and Wormwood has been assigned to one of the students to trip them up to make them uh, fall to temptation in one of these areas of the lifestyle statement or title nine so I said what would screw tape tell your junior demon that's assigned to you what would he tell him to do to trip you up and I, I had him write a one-page paper on that um, and you would not believe the response. And I said, this is all held in confidence. Um, some of the issues that these freshmen coming in are facing, and it's serious stuff. I mean, from past hurts and abuses come up to self-value uh, to temptations that they're already facing coming to school. This was in about the first week to two weeks of school we did this. And we talked about them. I didn't use specific examples, but in general, um, through the rest of the semester, we talked about self-worth and value. Mm -hmm. Critical self-awareness was the main topic. But one of the last assignments then we did is we wrote a rebuttal to that. 
So as screw tape is telling Wormwood what to do to trip you up, now that you understand and know yourself better, how do you respond? And boy, the authority that they had and the confidence that mm-hmm. came out in those letters, um, when you contrast the two together, I, that's why I have such high expectations of this group of Panther scholars, because uh, they've yeah. got it. And, yeah. and watch that confidence build in them as they continue the rest of their college career, and hopefully the rest of their lives, yeah. they'll have this understanding now. Yeah. Uh, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. We had our last class yesterday, and I, I, was, I didn't think I would be, like, sad, but I was a little bit sad mm-hmm. because I realized, like, wow, we've gotten to know them really well. I mean, some of them, you know, as awkward as they can be or as quiet they can be, like, I feel like I probably know them best as a professor here and so I thought oh no we're sending the little babies out to you know <laughs> their next next classes but you've made them stronger and that's what's yes, this really is true. interesting this is true. um because I I've been you know um privy to some of the other assignments and sure. it it really um it's amazing to me yeah it makes me a little envious of them that I wish that I had had something that that builds that much confidence right. when I was their yeah. age. Yes. And uh, we we did have, uh, uh, we had a, a meeting not too far off, I think, when we had the Board of Trustees in. Mm-hmm. And one of the students got up from Breck's class, I believe it was, and she talked a little bit about, I think, that assignment and another yeah. assignment. And she was so impressive. And it, it, did we explain what the Panther Preferred Scholarship no, is? No, it's interesting, actually. So... The Panther Preferred Scholarship, I mean, we talked about it being character and service, right. but the thing that we didn't say is part of part of the reason that this scholarship is special is because it's not, there's no GPA requirement apart from can you get into college, like can right. you get into yeah. Greenville, but there's no GPA requirement. There's no SAT, ACT requirement, you know, a certain level, um, just our baseline Greenville requirements. And, and part of that was because when we looked at what characteristics of students, who are the students that are most successful that we know or that we would deem like, you know what, these people, they're fantastic. They care deeply for others. They work well with others. They're doing well in their lives. You know, that all of that kind of stuff. It wasn't always the A++ kid. Right. And we also realized that academics academics we we often reward academics right but that is such a a small piece of a whole person mm-hmm. and so i think for the students even getting feedback on why they were so interested in greenville they ca- they they often say well it's because greenville is interested in me not yeah. just a test score. I have heard that. Mm-hmm. Not just my grades. Um, that didn't matter. Uh, certainly it does to some degree, but it's not, we're, we're not looking for the 4.0 kid. That's not, I mean, sure, if you do yeah. get that, good for you. But but it's okay if you're a 3.0 kid because maybe you're a 3.0 because you were way too busy volunteering and you were student council president and you were in all the plays and you know whatever it is those are the types of students that we're really interested in right it's something different it's the it's not your athletic scholarship which um Mm -hmm. there are a lot of and and which is awesome um but it is something that you don't hear about in other higher learning institutions well and we highlight you know when i think about 
uh, just the United States, um, and I'm sure this extends in different ways internationally, but we look at achievement. Right. So we really reward uh, athletics. We really reward academic achievement. Okay. Which but, is awesome. But yes, there's other, another... it's awesome. But, but what are the characteristics that develop that grit in you to keep going when you've achieved your entire life and then all of a sudden you fall on your face? What yeah. are those things that keep somebody determined and persevering and who will push through right. when times get tough? Right. Because they're, yeah, they're, that is a very important. You see, I mean, I, I know that I've, uh, you know, nieces, nephews that all their life, straight A, straight yep. A, um, a B. Oh, my gosh. The ruins, world is ruins done. Ruins their world. Oh, yeah. And they do need to know how to cope with things like yes. that because the real world is not going to give you straight A's no matter what you do. Right. It's just right. not like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's important to have a strong character mm -hmm. and to be able to pick yourself back up. Yeah. And I love that the self-esteem building and uh, really getting, you know, introspective and mm -hmm. then, you know, mm -hmm. just thriving from that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It pretty is cool. very cool. So, um, yeah, how does someone get into, uh, uh, you know, if they want to become, a, if they want to apply for the Panther Preferred sure. for so next year? Sure, so go or? to... Go to uh, greenville.edu. All right. And you have to apply to be a student. Okay. Uh, First. Yes, you go through the application process. All students who are accepted um, into Greenville are given the opportunity to apply for Panther okay. Preferred Scholarship. Excellent. Um, and from there, you know, our great admissions team takes you through the process. And um, so actually students are just now finding out who was awarded the Panther Preferred Scholarship for this coming year. Oh, okay. And it's fun because all the social media posts are coming up because we send them this this box of swag. And, you know, it's really exciting awesome. for them to to get that notification. So Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool stuff. Well, keep up the great work, both of Thanks. you. I'm excited yeah. to see what you guys do next semester and beyond. Yes. And to see what titles you add to your name as well. Oh, yeah. That's I right. want you to just keep track of those and um, – yeah, so I'll be I'll be watching you. Oh, perfect! All thank right. you. Um, I want to thank uh, everyone. I want to thank Deloy, Breck, and Danera for being here today. Thank you for listening to the Greenville Smart Podcast. The Greenville Smart Podcast is brought to you by Greenville University and the Greenville Chamber of Commerce, and well, of course, Greenville Smart opening the Greenville Smart Center in January 2020. Keep a uh, keep an eye on that. Go to greenvillesmart.com.